Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Saturday! It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. So like, share, and subscribe to that. It's a beautiful Saturday. Lots to get into. Thursday night football, week nine. We're going to get into NFL picks as well. The NBA has finally agreed to their start date. Eh, I'm okay with it, but not great with it. Mets officially have a new owner and he's already cleaning house. And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Week 9 has officially started. Thursday night football was a blowout. It wasn't even close, but listen, it's still football. We had two teams go at it, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Green Bay blows out the 49ers 34-17. to Aaron Rodgers has a virtuoso performance, 25 for 31 passing, 305 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, a QBR of 99, passer rating of 147. The guy was perfect. Just put it that way. Aaron Jones came back. He had 58 yards on the ground. And Devontae Adams did what Devontae Adams does. 10 receptions, 173 yards, a touchdown. Valdez Scantlin, he had two good touchdowns, two bombs. So, listen, the Green Bay Packers, they had a poor showing against the Vikings last week. They came out and they did what they had to do. The 49ers are not a good football team. We know that they've had more injuries than any team in football. More injuries than I've ever seen a particular football team ever have. Nick Mullins performed pretty good, though. 291 yards passing, touchdown, interception. Nick Mullins can play. He can play. His QBR was terrible. He was under pressure all night. He wasn't, you know, there was nothing much that the guy can do. Green Bay came with a game plan. They beat them up. They beat them up early. There was nothing that they can do. So kudos to the Green Bay Packers. But on the flip side, the San Francisco 49ers, they're, they're in a conundrum in regards to their organization right now. Not saying that the organization is in bad shape, but they have some decisions to make that are really uncomfortable. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think, is a franchise quarterback. If they're smart, they draft the quarterback this draft. And, you know, get from under this contract. Maybe they keep him for another year and then transition the new young quarterback into that position. Or you give Nick Mullins the job, you cut Garoppolo now and let Nick Mullins be the transitional quarterback to help bridge the young guy to come in. 
On the other hand, as well, their running game. Mostart is a good running back. He's fast. I like him. But is he an every down back? He hasn't proven that in his, in his career. The one year that we were waiting for him to show us that was this year. And he's been hurt. So what are they going to do with the running back position? That's something that they have to upgrade, in my opinion. Wide receiver. They have to upgrade their wide receiver position. They have no skilled guys on the outside. Offensive line. They have to address that. The defense. Listen, defensive line, they're going to be fine. Secondary, they're going to have to address that as well. So there are a lot of holes to fill for this San Francisco 49ers team. It's not just one thing. They have a lot of work to do. A team that went to the Super Bowl last year on that staunch, aggressive, physical defense and Jimmy Garoppolo not making mistakes, this has not been the case this year. The defense has been hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo got exposed. And we see exactly what has been the problem with this team all along. A lack of depth, a lack of actual skill position talent. So they're going to have to address this, man. On Green Bay's side, Green Bay's one of the best teams in the NFC. But they really have done Aaron Rodgers a disservice. They should have drafted a wide receiver last year. They drafted a quarterback instead because, honestly, they probably thought that Aaron Rodgers was done. Wrong. Wrong. Aaron Rodgers has 24 touchdowns to two interceptions. That sound done to you? In last year, I think he had 26 touchdowns to six interceptions. Or 26 to four. So, I don't understand why they would ever, ever think that Aaron Rodgers is done. If you give him weapons... Aaron Rodgers can put up big-time numbers, 4,700 yards, 40 touchdowns, two picks. That's the type of Aaron Rodgers that you'll get. But if you don't give him any talent, what do you expect him to do? The older a quarterback gets is the more you have to surround them with talent. Aaron Rodgers can't create somebody anymore. And it's a blessing that he actually has Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a top three receiver in all of football. They have probably the best combination in all of football Rodgers to Devontae in my opinion you know everybody's talking about DK and Russ yeah yeah whatever this right here is the best combination in football it's been that for the last couple seasons I don't care if Devontae Adams has been hurt don't matter they're still the best so they have to upgrade that wide receiver position if they end up doing that Green Bay can be good and sustain this competitive team for a while Aaron Rodgers is not done. I repeat, Aaron Rodgers is not done. In other news in the NFL or football in general, Jim Harbaugh, coach of the Michigan Wolverines, says that he's open to an NFL return. This is, this is wonderful news. Anybody that can be able to get Jim Harbaugh as their coach in the NFL, you're going to instantly become a better team. I hope that it's the Dallas Cowboys. I hope that, you know, Jerry says, all right, Mike, you know, it's been real, but Jim's calling. I got to pick the call up, so I'll talk to you later. That's what I hope happens. Or if it happens in New York. They've been linking Jim Harbaugh to the Jets for quite some time, whether it be fantasy booking or what. But this makes sense, man. If you can get Adam Gase out of there, 
and bringing in a guy like Jim Harbaugh that's no nonsense that can be able to work with Sam Darnold and get him to a level where he needs to be, Jim's your guy. Jim's your guy. A lot of people like to talk about Jim Harbaugh because, you know, he's a personality. He rubs people the wrong way, but he's a football guy. He knows what the hell he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. The last time the San Francisco 49ers were good and in the Super Bowl, Jim Harbaugh was coaching that team. So let's not think that this guy, just because he hasn't had the super success in Michigan, that he can't coach. He can coach his ass off. And if the New York Jets management or brain trust, if they have one, don't realize that this is the guy they have to go get, they're sadly mistaken. Like I said, I wish the Cowboys would do it, but they're not going to get rid of Mike McCarthy. I understand that. But if they did, Jim's your guy. Jim's your guy for a lot of teams out there. So I'm sure after the NFL season, you know, teams are eliminated and Black Monday comes and a lot of coaches are going to get fired. It's not going to be very long after that before you see Jim Harbaugh get a job as a head coach, not as a coordinator, head coach. Coming up after the break, my NFL picks on a Saturday. It's all even. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess. You're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. So let's just jump right into Week 9 NFL Picks. First game we got on the docket is going to be the Steelers and Cowboys. Steelers are 7-0. They're the best team in the AFC. It's not even a question against probably one of the worst teams in the NFC, if not the worst team in the NFC, if not the worst team in football. Steelers win this game 42-17. It's not close. Ben Roethlisberger ends up having a bounce-back performance, a good game, 278 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. They can't touch him. They end up going off. I think Juju has a phenomenal game as well. Juju may go for 150. The Cowboys defense, they looked a little better last week in regards to the defensive line. But that secondary is still trash. They can't do nothing about it. You know, the young boy, Trayvon Diggs, he's he's trying. But he has to go through his growing pains. So this is not the year for him, which means that they're going to get exposed over the top. And it's going to be a long day for those Dallas Cowboys. Next game after this is going to be the Broncos and Falcons. Broncos are 3-4 and four, coming off a good win. Falcons are 2-6. and six. I have the Broncos winning this game. Broncos win this game 24-17. Drew Locke has a good game. He ends up having 240 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I believe that this defense is starting to come around. They have some, they have a little nasty in them. 
They have a little dog in them, and I like that. The Falcons, they need to come to grips with what this season is. They have to just rebuild. Stop trying to make the playoffs. Stop trying to be good. Compete, yes, but plan for the future. The more wins you get is the worst position that you're in for the draft. Just pack it the F up, if you know what I'm saying. Next game after this is going to be a doozy between the Seahawks and the Bills. Seahawks are 6-1, Bills are 6-2. Both teams are in the thick of things in their conferences and their divisions. Buffalo Bills are the division leaders in the AFC East. Seahawks are number one in the NFC West. This is going to be a good game. I have the Bills winning this game, though, 28-24. It's going to be a good game, a very close game, but I think the Bills, they pull it out in the end. I think that, you know, Allen is going to have a, a decent game. The, the running lanes are going to be open for him to, to capitalize on that, and then that's going to open up the play action, and then they're going to be able to expose that Seahawks defense over the top. Seahawks defense is not that great. They did acquire Quan Alexander, but that's not going to help them over the top, obviously. So I see them struggling. DK Metcalf is going to have a good game. What else is new? The guy's a freak. They can't stop him. Nobody can stop him. But it's not going to be enough for them to win this game. Next game after this is going to be the Chicago Bears and Tennessee Titans. Bears are 5-3. Titans are 5-2. The Bears are pretenders to me. They are a 5-3 team that feels more like a 3-5 team. And the Titans are one of the best teams in the AFC, if not, you know, in the NFL. I had the Titans winning this game, but winning it in a tight one, 21-17. I think Derrick Henry goes for 125 yards, maybe two touchdowns. Quarterback play for the Chicago Bears has not been great. There's nothing that they're going to be able to do. They're not going to be able to run the ball. They're not going to be able to get any separation over the top. This is going to be a struggle for the Bears. It's going to be a struggle for them, and... I don't see how they're going to be able to, to keep pace. Next game after this is going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the Colts. Both teams are 5-2. The Colts have one of the best defenses in all of football. They get after you. They're fast. I believe the Colts can win this game. I'm going to pick the Colts to win this game 30-27. to It's going to be a close one. I believe that they can be able to contain Lamar Jackson. He didn't have a good game last week. I don't see him having a bounce-back performance this week. He's going to end up struggling again, and Hollywood Brown is going to be frustrated again because he can't get the football to him. That's the problem. On the Colts side, you know, Phillip Rivers is steady. They're doing what they have to do. The defense is what, you know, pushes this team forward. They create a lot of turnovers. They give the offense short fields, and the Colts are able to capitalize on those short fields. So it's a perfect balance between defense and offense on this team. I like this team. They're well coached. Frank Reich may end up being coach of the year. He's phenomenal. I got the Colts winning this game all the way. Next game after this is going to be the Panthers and Chiefs. Panthers are 3-5. and five. They have Christian McCaffrey coming back. They're playing the 7-1 and one Chiefs, though. So it's not going to really matter. I got the Chiefs winning this game and winning it big, 35-21. Patrick Mahomes ends up having 350 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. The running game probably struggles a little bit, but they're not going to need it because they're going to be able to do exactly what they want. There's not going to be any pressure or any resistance from the Panthers. So it's going to be an easy game for those Chiefs. You know, I like to see that Christian McCaffrey's back. I'm going to see how they use him. Are they going to limit him? Or are they just going to release him to the Hounds? 
and you know get him right back into the thick of things try to get him at least eight to nine catches you know probably 20 to 25 touches so we'll see we'll see how it goes but i don't see them having a chance to win the game i just see them trying to build on getting mccaffrey back build on some chemistry and moving forward next game after this is going to be the lions and vikings lions are three and four vikings are two and five they're coming off a big win against green bay last week they're not going to be winning this game i have the lions winning and they're going to win this game 25 to 17 lions are they're okay the fact that they got everson griffin that's a good addition to their defensive line they're going to be able to put pressure on cousins and once you put pressure on cousins that's the ball game the pre the problem is not cousins can you stop dalvin cook dalvin cook did anything he wanted to the green bay packers and that's why the packers lost that game it wasn't the fact that cousins played well it's the fact that they could not stop dalvin cook if the lions can stop dalvin cook they win the game simple that's the strategy that's it next game after this is going to be the new york giants and the washington football team both teams are a dumpster fire it doesn't matter giants are one and seven washington is two and five i have the washington football team winning this game though 17 to 10 you're going to have 27 total points in this game it's not going to be a high scoring game both offenses struggle it's not going to be pretty but i have washington winning the game that is all Next game after this is going to be Texans and Jaguars. Texans are 1-6. Jaguars are 1-6. Both teams have high expectations for next season because this season is a wrap. And they're going to have high positions in the draft. This game, though, I got the Texans winning 27-17. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to muster up much offense. I do believe that they can be able to move the ball a little bit they have jerome robinson back there he's a good running back but that's about it the texans are going to be able to move the ball they're going to be able to pass it over the top i believe that they're going to be able to actually run the ball as well i think david johnson has a good game on the ground they control the clock and they win this game easily next game after this is going to be the raiders and chargers raiders are four and three chargers are two and five and they lost a heartbreaker last week and they continue to break hearts but that's what the Chargers do. They blow games. Am I going to pick them for this week? Hell no, I'm not picking them for this week. Raiders win this game 35-27. to It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a shootout. What I will tell you is this. The Chargers will have a lead in this game at some point, and they will blow the lead, and they will lose the game. <laughs> that's, that's just the way it is, man. Justin Herbert is going to have a good game. He's a phenomenal rookie. He's poised. It's going to be a nice matchup between him and Derek Carr. Derek Carr is very underrated. Nobody gives him the credit that he deserves, but he's a really, really good quarterback. Next game after this is going to be the Dolphins and Cardinals. Dolphins are 4-3. Cardinals are 5-2. I'm torn here because the Dolphins are playing very, very well. They have a great defense. They're playing hard. They're well coached. They have Tua Tagovailoa back there. So am I going to pick them? Hell no, I'm not going to pick them. I got the Cardinals all day long, 38-25. to 25. They're going to be able to blow this team out. They're going to be able to throw the ball over the top. I think Kyler Murray is going to have a nice game. DeAndre Hopkins, Nuck, he's going to have a great game. The Cardinals defense is going to be able to stifle Tua all night. The fact that he's a rookie, they're not going to let a rookie bust their ass. They're going to send blitzes at him. They're going to send a whole bunch of different looks at him to confuse him. And we're going to see how Tua handles it. But it's going to be a rough day for him. 
Next game after this is probably going to be the game of the week between the Saints and the Buccaneers. Saints are 5-2, and two, Bucks are 6-2, and two, but the Bucs are not an impressive 6-2. and two. And neither are the Saints. They're not an impressive 5-2. and two. Michael Thomas is coming back for the Saints, so the offense is going to look better. And Antonio Brown has returned. And he's now in the starting lineup. He's active. He's going to be playing. I can't wait to see him. So with that being said, I got the Saints winning this game in a shootout, 35-32. Drew Brees ends up having a decent game. Both quarterbacks, I think, are going to be able to play well. Uh, Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown are going to be able to contribute, and both are going to be able to play at a high level. Both are going to have big-time performances, and we're going to be in for a nice, nice game. But I have the Saints winning this and winning it slightly. Next game after this is going to be the worst Monday night football matchup for the season, in my opinion, between the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots are 2-5. Jets are 0-8. I got the Patriots winning this game because if they can't beat the Jets... Belichick needs to fire himself, and Cam needs to release himself from the team. That's it. There's nothing that's going to stop the Patriots from winning this game. The Jets don't do anything well. They play hard, but they just don't have talent. Now, on the other end, the Patriots don't have much talent either. That's their problem. But they have better talent than the Jets, slightly better, and that's why they're going to win this game. So if you want me to put a score on it, Okay, I'll give you a score. Score will be 20 to 12. Patriots. That is all. That's my week nine picks. I'm sure I'm going to be 85, 90%, you know, around there. But if I'm wrong, call me out on it and we can have a conversation. <laughs> Coming up after the break, some NBA news on a Saturday. It's all leaving. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. NBA news. So it's official. The NBA will be coming back in December. December 22nd will be the start date for the 2021 season. Ah, I really hope that they would start in January. But, you know, it's all about money for the NBA. It's all about revenue. I think if they were to stretch it out, there would be huge ramifications to the CBA. So, look, I get it, man. But... When you look at it historically from all sports, this is the fastest turnaround for an upcoming season in any sport. 71 days. 71 days since the ending of the season, the last day where the Lakers won the NBA Finals. 71 days. That's tough for my team. Now, for everybody else, everybody else is ready to go. They've been off for a while. There's a lot of teams that have been off for Damn near six, seven months. Longer than that. So I get it, man. I get it. Like, it's time to get the season going, get these teams back on the court. But what it's going to do, it's, it's going to make an NBA offseason non-existent. The NBA offseason was always the most interesting offseason 
in any sport. You got the winter meetings in baseball. Those are pretty good as well, but it doesn't top basketball. So much player movement, free agency, a lot of things going on. But now you have this abbreviated offseason. You're not going to see a whole bunch of moves get made. Everybody's talking about this guy going here. That I don't see that happening. There's not enough time to be able to pull off deals like that. There really isn't. They, they still have to talk about the CBA. That's on Monday. They extended the talks to then. There's a lot going on. So I don't see a ton of player movement happening. I think you're going to see the same teams pretty much come back. And then midseason, you'll probably see some movement. But you're not going to see any significant Huge moves being made until the following offseason. That's just my opinion. It's going to be very, very tough. You're hearing rumblings that the Pelicans, they want to move, you know, Drew Holiday in the offseason. It's going to be really, really hard to find a suitable destination for him in in such a short period of time. Maybe the Lakers jump into that, but do they have enough? I think the Pelicans want a little more back. If they're going to trade a guy like Drew Holiday, they're not going to just take the 28 pick and Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. They're not going to do that. So where does Drew Holiday end up? Maybe he ends up in a, in a place like New York. Maybe the Knicks try to go get him. You know, they have a lot of pieces that they can be able to move around, not necessarily RJ or Mitchell Robinson, but they got other people that they can be able to ship out. So is that a deal that they will be looking to pursue? Maybe not. Maybe the deal that they're looking to pursue is Devin Booker because that's another hot rumor that's going around that it's the worst-kept secret in the NBA that Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Phoenix has never been good since he's been there. They're not a well-run organization. Obviously, they just signed Monty Williams as the head coach. They had a great eight games in the bubble. Those seeding games, they were... Uh, you know, fantastic. So are they trending in the right direction? Absolutely. But is Devin Booker willing to wait for them to continue to trend in the right direction? That's a big question. He's a superstar. He may want a different situation. He may want to play in a bigger market. You don't know. But what teams will be in a position to get a Devin Booker? Maybe Miami? Surely the New York Knicks will be able to be in position because, like I said, the Knicks have the assets. Maybe the Nets. There's there's not a lot of teams that I can actually pinpoint and say, yeah, that's that's the team right there. Maybe Philly with their radical, nuts, crazy president of basketball operations. Maybe he gets it done. But... There's not a lot of teams, man. This is why I'm saying that this offseason is really going to be it's going to be a dud. It's not a lot that's going to be going on. So people need to kind of like taper their expectations of, "Oh my god, where is this guy going? Where is this guy going?" It's not enough time for that. It's going to be quiet for that. All the teams are going to come back the way they are, maybe slightly changed here or there a piece or two. But there's not going to be any wholesale changes around the NBA. It's just not. It's just not enough time. They want to get this season started. They want to get going so they can kind of, you know, get back to some type of normalcy. They want fans in the the arenas. 
They're probably going to be at like 20 to 25% capacity, which is fine. Um, so, you know, let's see how it goes. But th- there's not a lot to really discuss in regards to who's going here and what's going to happen. And, oh, I think that there's going to be a lot of moves that are made on draft day. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it. Moving our attention to baseball. The sale has been complete. Steve Cohen is now the official majority owner of the Mets. And his first order of business was to get everybody out of the front office. He cleaned house. Now, I'm happy about that. There's a couple of people in the front office that I didn't want to see go. But there's a possibility that they'll be able to come back within the organization in some capacity because they're very close with Mr. Cohen. So, you know, that's going to work itself out. But in regards to getting rid of Brody Van Wagenen, Brody had his time. He tried to do a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm telling you, that Robinson Cano trade doomed him because there was no reason to trade one of our great high top prospects in Jared Kelenic and get Robinson Cano's contract that we can't get rid of now. It didn't make sense. So I knew that he was done. I knew that his time was up, especially Sandy's here now. Sandy had stepped down. He was asked to step down. Brody took his spot. Sandy's back now. What do you think was going to happen to Brody? You know what I'm saying? So I want to see who they actually replace Brody with. They need to get a good baseball guy in here. They got to get a front office that is is dominant, is aggressive, but not only aggressive, but smart. You can be aggressive, but you can be overly aggressive and very stupid. You can overplay your hand. You need somebody that can be able to play the chess game and still be able to manipulate the board the way they want to. We need that type of guy. We need a, you know, Epstein. We need we need a guy like that. Uh, a Dombrowski. We need somebody of that ilk. We haven't had one of those guys. It's time. It's time for the Mets to be able to step into the 21st century and step into relevancy. Be competitive. Like, let's be able to compete for free agents. If we don't get them, then we don't get them. But at least we can put ourselves in position to be a destination where people want to play. Hey, I may not be able to go to the Yankees. But the money is still the same over there in New York with the Mets. So, eh, let's go there. Instead of saying, ah, oh, man, that's that situation over there. I mean, they they throwing some cash at me, but I don't really want to play for the Mets. Let's turn that around and say, yo, the Mets are not a bad situation, man. Their, their organization is good. They treat their players well, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what we want. Because under the Wilpons regime, players were not happy. You had Syndergaard come out and trash the Wilpons. So, There was definitely some animosity there. There's a lot of players that just didn't like what was going on. Not just the fans, not just the media. Everybody realized that the Wilpons were just a disease, a cancer in New York that needed to be removed. And thank God for Cohen. He's given us hope. If we never win a World Series, whatever. But he's given us hope that we can actually compete. And I can't stand people trying to, like, downplay the move. Oh, well, he's going to break your heart. Like, you know, Mike Guido, Mr. Guido's Gridiron Blitz. You can catch that on the Landry Podcast Network, Mondays and Fridays, 1 o'clock. But 
he was saying, oh, you know, he's going to break your heart, blah, 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 blah. Like, bro, just let me be. Let me be happy. I don't care if we don't end up being successful right away. It's the fact that the Wilpons are gone. It's like you being a landlord, you know that there's a terrible tenant in there. You just want to get that tenant out. Who knows if the other tenant is just as bad, but you want to get this tenant out. And then you'll deal with that other tenant when they show you that they can actually be a decent person. That's all. Let me just enjoy this now. In probably five or ten years, I'm probably cursing Steve Cohen. That's what, that's what us fans do. We're never truly happy. We're going to find fault somewhere. Oh, this guy didn't do this and he made a mistake here. That's fine. I can be able to hate them on that level. Let me hate Cohen on his decisions to not get a certain player. But I hated the Wilpons on a personal level. I don't like those guys. They did a lot of bad stuff in this organization. They they treated this organization like, like a third-rate minor league team. That was personal to me because they kept lying to us year after year. We're going we're to compete. We're going to do this. And at the end of the day, they're counting pennies in the back. No. No. Let me be. Let me be able to celebrate this and be able to hope for the best. Hope for a better future. Hope for the Steve Cohen era to be great. Make the Mets great again. That's the only time I will ever use that slogan. Ever. <laughs> Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Saturday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Monday and Friday, and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. Today's Saturday, obviously, so we didn't have a show yesterday. So we're doing it today. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is my dummy because (laughs) for months he's been telling us mail-in ballots are are terrible. They're fraud. They're 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 no good. They're trying to steal this election. And he told his supporters, listen, go out on election day and you go out there and you cast your vote. Don't let them trick you into these mail-in ballots. They're all wrong. They're terrible. He ends up having a big lead on Tuesday night. And what happens? The mail-in ballots start to come in and the lead dwindles. And now he's losing and he's complaining. 
my guy, you did it to yourself. <laughs> All you had to do is just tell your supporters, yo, go out there and vote however you can. If you're going to mail your ballots in because you're concerned about COVID, I don't really care about COVID, but if you do, whatever, mail in your ballot, cast your ballot on election day, maybe we'd be having a different conversation. So how does this make sense? North Carolina, you haven't heard him complain about North Carolina at all. Why? Because he's up, right? You hear him call, You hear him complain about Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania, you know, they're just finding ballots. Yeah, because they processed all the same-day ballots on Election Day because they weren't allowed to process those mail-in ballots 10 days prior when they asked to. They were denied. Right? So this is this is the fault of of your own. You did this. It's now time to accept it. And then you have a supporters. This is this is fraud. Let don't be sheep. Don't listen to come on, man. Because anyhow, Donald Trump was up five, six, seven points in all of these states with mail in balloting. I can guarantee you. None of his base would be screaming bloody murder about voter fraud. Right? Because he's winning. Hillary Clinton lost one of the toughest campaigns in 2016. And she barely lost Michigan. She barely lost Wisconsin. She barely lost Pennsylvania. And did she make a stink about voter fraud? No. She called Donald Trump the following morning and conceded. Although I'm sure she would have wanted to fight some more and see what she can be able to do, she saw the writing on the wall and she understood that in this country, when you lose an election, you gracefully call the opponent or the challenger and say, hey, Congratulations. You got it done. No, no, no. Not Donald. Donald's not going to do that. And all of his supporters are fine with that. So you guys are just fine with destroying the rule of law, being sore losers. He won a great election in 2016. And yet, even in the, the midst of a win... Right. He won this great election, 306 electoral college votes, all of that stuff. Right. Great. Still complained that he lost the popular vote and he wanted to investigate that. As soon as he was president, he investigated that two months. They found nothing. So even in a win, you can't accept it fully. This is Donald Trump's greatest loss or greatest embarrassment, and he can't handle it. So he's trying to convince his fan base or his supporters that this is all fraudulent. The only way that I can be able to lose is if they steal it from me. Really? Did you ever think that maybe, just maybe, people don't like your ass? And maybe, just maybe, all of the stuff that you said about John McCain in Arizona... It's probably why you're losing in Arizona right now. Like the ghost of John McCain has come back and he's slapping you with his nuts. 
<laughs> oh, man. Listen, this has been a fabulous week for myself. I've loved the slow burn. I like the slow burn because it reminds me of when, you know, I play 2K with my boys and, like, I'm up 15 and there's, like, two minutes left. And I keep asking him, yo, is it over yet? I just want to know if it's over yet. Like, is, is it over? Oh, no, 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 it's not over. We're going to still play. Uh, we, I can go on a run. All right, cool. Another minute and a half goes by, and it's 30 seconds left, and I'm still up by 15. Is it over yet? I just want you to say it. <laughs> I just want you to scream mate, just like in Bloodsport. <laughs> just like Bolo. Let Bolo scream mate. That's how you know it was over. We want Trump to scream mate. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I don't really care because possibly in the next few days, we'll know exactly what happened in Pennsylvania. Shout out to Philly. They came out big. They did exactly what they had to do. And Trump, you, your base did what, they, what you asked them to do. They didn't mail in their ballots all the time. You know, they, they went out on election day and they voted. How could he be mad? That's like you telling your kid, well, you listen to me, but you, you should have did this. Oh, I, I told you, I follow what you asked me to do. How can you get mad at me when <laughs> you told me to do this? Dumbass. So Donald Trump, you may be the biggest loser because you don't understand how things work. And I'm sure you'll be back in 2024. And when you come back in 2024, we gonna bust your ass again. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys on Monday. Take care. Don't worry about the election. We will get an answer very soon. So until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. Oh, and we have breaking news. I just want to put this out there. It's over. It's official. Bye-bye. Ball game, pack your bags, and go. We'll see you in four years if you want to come back. But for right now, pack it the fuck up. <laughs> Ball game. Bye-bye. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.